Hey y'all, welcome back to He versus She. Happy Easter. That sounds so corny, but um, yeah, happy Easter. Marquis got his Easter pants on, y'all. <laughs> he got his plaid These pants. These are my favorite on. pants. I wear them kind of often, but they look like they've been washed a couple of times. They yeah, do look like they've been washed a couple of times. The tightness. How you feeling? You got on all black today. Are you uh, are you feeling festive or, or what? Are you... <laughs> Just black. That's it. Okay. Like no, there going... was no thought behind it. I was literally running late, mm-hmm. and so I just was rushing out. What's going on? You like surveying my whole situation? What's really good? Nah. Um, okay, back up. But I got Easter nails on though. Boink. Wow. That's cute, right? I just want y'all to know she never has her nails done. Last yes, week she was I looking do. like she smoked a pack a day, and today she got Ew. a little. He's a only little saying bunny that. Color. This is how you didn't me... have yellow nails. They were tinted yellow because I paint my nails all the time and they were stained. Thank you very much. Anyway, um, y'all, it's Sunday and it's in the, it's daylight. Yes. We normally come here at night. It's a fact. So it's feeling super brand new or whatever. I we got doing energy this. today. Okay. We're doing this for y'all. Do you really have energy? I got energy. Okay. Do we need to change coming in here to... Afternoon Let, times. Let's just get it going. Here we go. Let's okay. just get it, get it, get it going. Well, y'all know how we do things. We're gonna catch you up with uh, last episode, and then also catch you up with what the fuck we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, on the last episode, we of course discussed Nipsey's funeral, um, as well as what Marquise. What else did we talk about? You tell me. Marquise, stop playing. Talked about Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Talked a little bit about Dwayne Wade. Talked a little bit about precursor. Boo! Okay, I'm done. Thank you precursor very much. Precursor to Game of Thrones. No, no, no. I'm literally done talking about this. Moving on. No more questions then. So, uh, what have you been up to? So, a week ago, I was in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I was in Europe. Took a quick trip for the weekend. Boy, bye. The quick trip for the weekend. Um, the thing been planned for months. It was cool. It was cool. I people, didn't do... No, just to just to butterfly off of that. I love how people make it seem like they are just you know vacationing wherever they want to when they want to. Oh, I just for the weekend dipped off to so and so. Nigga, bye. You have planned this. You sound upset. No, I don't sound upset. Upset at all. I'm I'm being honest about a situation. But that is that? But if that's frequent. what happened, if I went to Amsterdam for the weekend, then I'm that's not what talking happened. about you specifically. See, get out of your feelings. I'm, I'm not... buttoning that shirt. <laughs> Maybe use some fabric softener next time. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the ones who pretend like they just hopped on a plane and went somewhere for the weekend. When in, re- in reality, it took them six months to save up the money to get a flight. But you butterflied off. Of what I had to say. Yes, because it made so me So I had to that. butterfly back to what I was saying. Mm, spell butterfly. Don't worry about butterfly. So yes, I was in Amsterdam celebrating my best friend's birthday. It was a nice group of us. Uh, we did How a many? lot of nothing. We did seven, seven of us. That's a whole lot of niggas. Three women, four men. Um, so some of the guys brought their girls. Just my best friend brought his girl. Two of them, two of the women were just friends. Oh. Then, yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. progressive. I guess so. Yeah, they were just really and just nobody the rolled around. Nobody no, was cool. It was wow. really, yeah, yeah. It was no rolling around. Honestly, everybody was just on the same time, just trying to have a good time, relax, experience what Amsterdam's wow. about. Wow, well, you That's be, every time big. you go on a trip, you be going on thought trips. Silence. Yeah, uh, check it. No, I'm, I'm asking catch you. it. You seem surprised. Bring it back. That men can open it up, understand can, it. Okay, here we go. Close it up and put it back over there. Now, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, what? Third of all, huh? Boy, Why are you so surprised? Why are you so surprised? 
I'm so surprised because I don't go or I have never been on a co-ed trip where mm. it's like, you know, and we're all just friends. I've never done that. So gotcha. I just thought it was cool. It's progressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't think I've ever had like a group of male friends who weren't trying to holler at me to some degree. So I wouldn't feel comfortable going on a trip with them because I would feel like they some pressure to like, I don't know. Okay. Sweet talk. Sounds like you need new friends. No, it sounds like I have friends who find me attractive. That's all. It's okay. It's all right. Also, if my man went on a trip where women were going as well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be going. (laughs) Point blank, period. I don't care. It sounds like you don't trust your man. No, I don't have a man to trust. My point is, if my man is going on a trip with women... Um, that means women are allowed on the trip. This is not a boys' trip, so mm-hmm. I will also be zipping up my suitcase and pulling up. I understand, but maybe you have other vacations planned. Maybe your vacation maybe days we do. don't suffice. They don't. This allow is gonna it. be one of them. <laughs> I would be in Amsterdam with All my right, man. So what you've been up to the past week and a half? Was that it for you? You just went to Amsterdam. And... I mean, I went to Amsterdam. Like I said, today's Easter. It's beautiful weather today. Uh, I'm blessed. I went to Drake while I was out there. Uh, you went to Drake while you were out there. Out in Amsterdam. What do you mean? While I was out in Amsterdam, I didn't do as much as I usually do as far as sightseeing, culture, taking in what's out there. But what I did do was eat a lot, ate a lot of pasta, ate a lot of cultural food. Um, cultural such food? A thing. Yeah, Dutch food, some fries, some give cheese. Us a, give us an Amsterdam uh, plate. What, what, Honestly, what would be? I can't even tell you. I had some Thai, okay. I had Thai food. I let, had Italian food. Let, let's only talk about I did what not, we know But I did not get McDonald's. My friends got McDonald's, and I refused to go to fast food when I'm outside the country. You still eating basic food? Pasta? Uh, what else you get? What did you eat today? <laughs> Boiled eggs. Yes, basic. Continue. It's Easter, honey. It's festive. Basic. Yeah, sit back. Um, so you saw Drake while you were in Amsterdam is what you were getting at? Yes. What was that experience like? Going cool. to a rap concert so was, in a different country where it's predominantly white people. It was cool. It was definitely more relaxed. So I this is the second time I'm seeing Drake recently. I saw Drake and Migos at Barclays a couple months ago. So Drake pretty much did the same set, but this time the opener was Tory Lanez. And Tory Lanez is very energetic. I saw your um your stories. He was like, was, no, yeah, no, he, he was, was just running across the stage. Oops. Ooh. Hey, what the? No, no, no. My phone's on airplane mode. You see it. How does a FaceTime come in on airplane mode? Who's FaceTiming you? <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so it was cool. Tory Lane's definitely just is, is straight energy. He was running from side to side all over the stage. When he jumped into the crowd, he was standing on people's hands, trying to crowd surf. I don't even know, crowd walk. Um, but that was cool to see. And then in, in, in between Tory and Drake, they had about six Dutch, French, British rappers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of them, but the crowd was hype. I would say the biggest difference between a U.S. concert and an Amsterdam concert was just the hypeness. I feel like if it was Tory Lanez and Drake here, people would not sit down at all, whereas they would get hyped the first 15 seconds of every song and then sit down. Oh, in um, Amsterdam? Because they don't, yeah. I, I can't imagine them knowing every last word to the song. I could imagine them knowing every word more so than here. I just feel like the culture is you different. Could, you think that they know more words than here? Absolutely. I mean, 
for example, totally unrelated. But when I do my day job and I'm going out ask people questions, I feel like when it comes to, let's say, politics, people who are outside the country know more about politics. We ain't talking about side. politics. We're talking about music. Exactly. Because, American rap music. Exactly. But because they fiend and love our music and our culture so much, they really know the words more so than we do. But you just said that they would turn up for 15 seconds and then sit down. They weren't turned. But that doesn't mean they didn't know the lyrics. You haven't said whether or not they knew the lyrics, did they? But you you went on a whole tangent. That was you going on this tangent. Huh? Okay. Of course, you get confused. I understand. Marquise, what are you talking about? All I'm saying is they weren't hype. And then you said, well, they don't know the music. And I'm telling you, they know the music. They just weren't turned up. How do you know that they know the music? Because I was there. But again, you're still not saying whether or not they knew the lyrics or not, which is all I'm saying. I didn't know if they knew the lyrics. Anyway, um, child, listen, let me tell you something. Women may have periods and all that, but men also be in their feelings at some point or another. They be having their little moody moments. And don't mind Marquise because he's having his, but we will and shall continue moving right the hell on. So, yeah, the weather has been nice. The weather is like almost touching 70 so everybody is out and about there are a lot of people who are not from the u.s outside but you know what weather is universal and we all know what good weather feels like so everyone's turning up for more than 15 seconds game of thrones now we did touch on uh uh-huh i was in amsterdam last weekend yeah i was a little annoyed it was about 70 degrees here oh yeah you missed out so did you do anything yeah what was that like? I, I skipped around town. Skipped around town. I, I let these knees out. Um, I had a good grand old time. Knees. Any body part, but you chose knees. Ripped jeans. Okay. I hope so. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, use your imagination. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of things you t- imagine. Listen. Okay. Listen. Listen. Um, what else? <laughs> no, yeah, the weather, good weather in New York is like, first of all, especially when it's we're coming out of winter. Good weather is like uh, a whole holiday. Mm-hmm. So we had that 70 degree day, 71, 73 degree day. Right. And um, it was literally like a holiday. Everybody was out. Everybody was feeling good. Everybody was happy. Everyone's smiling. Nobody's pissed off. We're just all feeling good. And then the next day it was 40 degrees. So yeah. back to being an asshole. <laughs> Yay. Um. No, but yeah, so weather was tight and all of that and all of that, whatever, whatnot. Now, today is Sunday, and last uh, episode we talked about Game of Thrones. Today is episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's low-key a holiday as well, not going to lie to you. Like, when I go home, it's it's lights out, TV on, mm-hmm. stereo up. Like, I'm trying to hear each and every last blink. I really need to see what's going on. Um, so I'm excited to see that later on this evening. Oh, let me tell you what I'm doing. So I'm going to a play tonight called Ain't No Mo. So you see seeing Game of Thrones or are you going to the play? I'm going to see the play and then I'm going to see Game of Thrones. Gotcha. The play starts earlier. Okay. Um, but do you know, are you familiar with that play? Ain't No Play? Ain't No Mo. Ain't No Mo. No, I never heard of it. What um, it Lee Daniels is the producer, executive wow. producer or something. Empire. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and, he, oh, that just made me think about, um, what is his name? John Singleton. He just had a stroke. Yeah, dear brother, Kappa Alpha Psi, Fraternity Incorporated. Hope he's feeling okay. Mm, I I was hoping there was a little bit more to that. Other yeah, than... no, I'm just saying this is a little bit of a personal connection. So definitely, you know, feelings go out to that because health is serious. Okay, <laughs> um, moving on. Coachella. Coachella was a real bust. 
Are these the notes? Is this what I'm looking at? The notes that you sent me? Mm-hmm. They literally suck. Ladies, do your stuff <laughs> on your own. See, I, I let, let me just break down what's going on here. Oh so we like to get together <laughs> and like put write notes, you know, preparing us for the show. Um, this is our way of staying organized and staying on top of our topics. And so on, on this occasion, we had Marquise write the notes down. He didn't send me the notes. They're horrible. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what's what and when. First of all, my notes look nice. I guess when they send it, they look a little mumble jumble. But what I will say is, we had a conversation, and it was very easy for you to bring out your phone. And I, I don't understand. We had a conversation. It was very easy. What are you talking about? We had a conversation, a planning session, if you will. Uh huh. And I was taking notes on my phone. So right. why, why didn't you take notes? You just happened to be the one who was taking notes. You ain't the only one who be taking notes. Okay, this is episode I'm, four. Episode five. Hello. Uh, hello. But what I'm saying is. People like to take notes in a way that works for them. If these notes don't work for you, <laughs> well, guess what? Marquise, go <laughs> somewhere <laughs> else. Oh, my God. You no, but my time out, time out. Real quick, because I, I don't, I don't want to move past it too quickly. So you mentioned the producer who has been in a lot of famed movies, John Singleton. John Singleton is a director. Right. He's also a producer, but what, what do you Right, thinking? you mentioned him, but he had the health scare, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you wanted to get into this this early in, in the podcast, but I know that black men, we don't necessarily take care of ourselves as much as we should do. I know right before I go on to answer that, I mentioned to you my chest was feeling a little tight and whatnot. I know I need to go to the doctor and, you know, make sure I'm good. I know my father, he's had his own health issues. So I just think it's just a... Reminder in a time that, you know, just as black men, black people, we need to take our health seriously and get our checkups. This is true. Well, that was going to be our topic for the day. Um, so I guess we'll just jump into it, although I do still have things to touch on. you. And, and what's crazy is that you have the notes in your hand. So you know we had other stuff to talk about before we got into that. Okay, well, Marquise, in my notes, this is higher up, so. No, uh-uh. It is. No, it ain't. Yes, it is. And that's why I said it's a mess, because <laughs> it's all over the place. Um, So, last week, um, we did have good weather, but I also had a situation with my dad. He suffered a heart attack, and he is okay. He had to stay in the hospital for a week. But crazy story, like, my dad drives 18-wheelers, and... um. Thank goodness he wasn't driving at the time. He was pulled over at a rest stop and felt pain in his chest and called his mom. Like, I don't know why he called her instead of calling the police, but or 911. Anyway, he called her first and she kind of walked him through what to do. And she called the ambulance and he had to get airlifted. Oh, ah, uh-uh. uh-uh. if you can hear the wrestling around, Marquise is over here taking off his shirt. It is 95 degrees in this podcast. Marquise studio. is taking off his shirt in can here. I have on an undershirt. Can you please stop? Um, He's talking about something very serious. Can you please stay focused? Everything is okay, though. Uh, my daddy is fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he had to stay in the, the hospital that whole week, but he was airlifted to the hospital. So that was its own experience. Yeah, what she said was, he said it was super scary. Um. But once he got to the hospital, they drained two of his arteries or unclogged them because all of his arteries were blocked. They un- unclogged them, and, uh, and then he had another procedure after that for the two other ones. So he's feeling better. Now he's out, 
And he said he was feeling better in the hospital. Now that he's out, he said he feels like he's got short of breath and all types of stuff like that. And I don't know much about heart attacks or the after effects or nothing. What I do know, though, what I do know is um, when you have a health scare like that, a lifestyle change has to happen. And that's what I was explaining to him. Now, this is my biological father. And we don't have like a super close relationship because he just wasn't a part of my life. So... You know, he's been trying with within the last couple of years to try to establish a relationship with me. So it is I did respond differently to this um, than I would like if my stepdad had a heart attack. Um, It didn't hit me the same way. I was I, I remember like when they told me and it didn't I didn't have that immediate sense of like worry. I wasn't like, I got to get out there. Yeah. Um, which made me feel weird because I'm like, you know, this is still my dad. Why don't I have that emotional reaction to it? But, um, anyway, I don't know where I was getting at with that. I just feel like I'm in no, a therapy session. I mean, session. It's, 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 it's definitely how you feel. And even though our situations are different, I do find similarities in it. Being that my father also, I believe it was two mild heart attacks himself. Um, but. I would say my parents have been together my entire life, but mm. he, my dad did leave for at least five years at a certain point. Mm. So I feel like ever since then, it's all been about my mom. So even when something does happen to my father, my immediate thought is, how's my mom? Yeah. You know, How is she handling it? How is she going through it? Because now that my father is back, you know, the burden is on her. You know, he doesn't walk the same. He talks fine and whatnot. But, you know, her life is now forever adjusted to cater to him. Right. So even most recently, a couple of weeks ago, my dad passed out, you know, in the uh, driveway doing some work. That's I don't know crazy. what he was doing. But, yeah, the neighbors so are the only ones home. Is so. your dad open to, like, a lifestyle change? I mean, at this point, you know, he has high blood pressure and whatnot. My mom is the one who cooks everything. So health-wise, I'm sure he's okay. It's just a matter of he's permanently handicapped as far as you know doesn't walk right can't drive no, i mean like is he willing to change his diet clearly something is like not but at this point it's it's like irreversible his diet now is fine my mom cooks with like no salt make sure he you know no sugar like he eats fine mm-hmm. um he breaks out whatever he can do um it's just a matter of now he limps now he can't drive he can't really leave the house so i guess the way that i see especially in terms of like dealing with an illness. And it's always easier to speak from where I am, where I'm not dealing with that, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I feel like nowadays, now that we have more access to information like Dr. Sebi and his ability to heal people who had, you know, what are supposed to be terminal illnesses, I always think that there is an option to like get better I never think that it's like, okay, this happened. Now this is how you're going to be forever. Like, it's never that. It's Mm -hmm. always like there's still room to change and, like, be better, Mm -hmm. Um, even in terms of, like, Have you – so question, because I I don't know much about Dr. Seb. Do you know a lot about him? I know about – I know a good amount, yeah. So what is his idea of how we should be living our life? Like, what is – on a very basic level, what does he say? Plant-based diets. Okay. Simple so, as that. He really pushes vegan diets and also like learning more about superfoods and the nutrients that are within them and like changing your diet in that way and doing it consistently. Um, 
it's apparently it heals everything. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who is in that world and um she also had an autoimmune uh illness and cured herself of that by eating well, changing mm-hmm. her diet. Um and that's why I really believe that that shit works. And if you're smart enough, you'll do it. I ain't smart enough. That's why I'm still out here <laughs> chomping on french fries and all types of shit. Yeah. But I I have been making steps towards it. Like, I'm not going to pick up beef brisket every time it's offered. You right. know what I'm saying? Only sometimes when it looks real good. Um, But, you know, I do try to... I have a mostly pescatarian diet. That's good. Even though I see what you eat at lunch, it's not always pescatarian. But Yes, like it lot. is. Unless it's some really good um something else. <laughs> you know? But more often than what I will say is though you you mentioned if you're really smart you would do it. That is true, but there's also some people have access and some don't, right? No, we all have access to produce. Period. Now it may not be organic produce. We may not be getting the best, but every single supermarket has a produce section. And when I say every single, I could be stretching it because I don't know what every single supermarket looks like. But the supermarkets I've been to, whether it's in the hood or it's it's in a gentrified area or if it's in the damn. Um, but what if you don't even live next to a supermarket? What if all the closest thing is a couple fast food places and the corner store? The point is, is that you have to be about that lifestyle change. So if there isn't one that's close to you, you have to make moves to get to one. Right. You may not have everything within arm's reach. There has to be some work put into it. It's not just about, oh, if it's not down the street, then I'm not going to do it. No, it's about I know better, so I'm going to do better. Period. Like there is a supermarket that's a five minute walk from me. They don't have the groceries that I need to maintain the diet that I'm trying to live by. So I walk 15 to 17 minutes to my co-op, which is in a better neighborhood, quote unquote. But it is in like the gentrified part of where I live. And it's unfortunate that you see like that they're willing to put a supermarket like that over there. But they haven't brought it over to where I live at. Whatever. I'm going to walk my ass over there, though, just because I know that I would rather have the organic stuff than uh, process. That's a fact. You know, and that's just that's just the name of the game. But the point of us bringing all that up was because, you know, now that we are adults, Mm -hmm. okay, we low key have a responsibility to look after our parents at this stage. That's kind of like especially with black families. When we get older and we grow up, we mm-hmm. are responsible for our parents. Like, we take care of them. Right. You know, that's just, that's how it goes. And for most families, not just black, you know, Asian families, you see little Asian grandmas, they live with the family. Or Asian grandpas, they live with them. Um, and in black families, sometimes we can't afford it. So most of our, you know, grandmas, grandpas, they go into nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want that for my parents. I want them to be healthy and moving and shaking and you know i have a grandmother who's in her 80s and she's still out here getting it traveling doing her thing how's her diet her diet, her diet's great she mm-hmm. also wakes up at like 4 30 in the morning and gets her day started then and right. goes to sleep before eight mm-hmm. you know she lives the way she's supposed to for her age and for her body but you know that's just a matter of her being aware of like everything yeah and one thing i'll say is as much as you know as we get older 30s 40s and our parents get older while we're taking care of them obviously we need to take care of ourselves because can't take care of any can't take care of anyone unless you know you're okay yourself so getting started early with the knowledge with a healthy diet obviously is important i just think it's a healthy 
overall lifestyle and it's on us to kind of hold each other accountable, your friends, your loved ones. That's the only way to kind of prevent some real issues from coming up later on in life. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like, do you feel like the black community is behind any other communities overall or do you feel like we're kind of on par when it comes to just overall diet, lifestyle? Of course we're behind. You know that. You you don't I mean, know that? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, we are we behind Latino? I mean, Asian? Maybe I feel like the Asian community is ahead with everything. I feel like they just have the secret magic to life. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you heard it. I do think <laughs> that, unfortunately, when it comes to health, black people. Why is that? Because we like to cook with goddamn grease. Mm-hmm. That's why. <laughs> and butter. That's why. We, we have a... a, a Lengthy history of just not eating the best, but it dates back to slavery when we were only fed the scraps and what the white people would throw out, Mm -hmm. you know, and working with what we've got. Mm -hmm. Chitlins and shit ain't healthy, Mm -hmm. but you best believe they getting chefed up today. Easter Sunday is going down (laughs) in a couple of households. Believe me. Have you ever had chitlins? I think I have tasted chitlins before I stopped eating pork. And I've never liked the smell of them. I so don't think like, I've ever had chitlins. I that's a real down sm- down south situation. Yeah, yeah. I really think chitlins is like a southern okay. thing. Yeah, but I don't, no, I don't even think I need to try that one. No, I, I don't even know what chitlins is. Is it like pig intestine? Yeah, yeah. It's something gross. Like, why would we even eat that? Ugh. The reason why I, I don't eat pork I is I, because I had to. Um, what was you about to say, Marquise? Go ahead. I just I would I won't ever say like why would they eat this? Who eats that? Just because for some people that may be all they have. So I don't want to be Marquise. Give it up. What? If you if you can afford pig <laughs> intestines, you can afford lettuce, and you can eat a salad. It is a choice. Knock it off. I'm just you say it's so easy. I mean, granted, no, we're, but we're you're pri- trying to be politically correct, and it's not politi- necessary. But no, no, that's not it at all. I mean, you we live in we're blessed to live here, right? But there's also rural areas that may not have a grocery store. All they Yo, have Marquise, is a pig. Please, please stop. Please stop. That's if if you fact. don't have, if you live in a rural area and you don't have a grocery store, that means you got a farm close by. Yeah. And if you got a farm close by, that means that you could grow your own shit. And that's the goal. I want to have my own. I want to have a farm. So if motherfuckers ain't got grocery stores, they only got farms. God bless them. Shout out to them. That's where we all trying to get to. Right. Marquise, put them <laughs> shoulders down. Um. So yeah, I mean, look. At the end of the day. The struggle is trying to figure out how to get your parents to be healthy because, you know, I tell my mom something. It's girl, please. I'm the mother. You're the child. You know, there's a lot of that going on, too. Like, I'm not going to listen to you because you're the kid. And it's like, no, I'm a I'm a grown, you know, adult now. And I make decisions for myself. And if I see areas that can be improved, especially when it comes to my family, I have the right to speak on it. You know, I care about care about everyone still being here i want y'all to be around for my family you know that's how you get them be like i I want you to meet my kids i'd love for you to be here to meet my children um so y'all let us know like if this is something you're dealing with because when i posted on my instagram that my dad had the heart attack i got so many messages um from people saying that their dad or mom or someone in their family has also experienced the same thing because in that same post, I expressed that, you know, I want him to change his diet, but he ain't listening. And, uh, you know, how do we get our parents to listen? 
a lot of people have the same question. So uh, some of the things that I could think of were, you know, they have like grocery systems, grocery um, apps and stuff where you can order your food and they'll deliver it to you. That's what I was looking for. Delivery systems where you can order food, even like the the food apps where you can uh, subscribe to their thing and then mm-hmm. they send you like a monthly box yeah. and it's like of vegetables and fruit and stuff. Those are, I think, smart options, you know, because a lot of the reason why people aren't willing to change their diet or lifestyle is just out of pure laziness. They just don't feel like it. It's just not as easy to do that. Um, it's easier to just do as they've been doing. So those are some options that I could think of just because I want to, you know, if we present an issue, I want to be able to also give you guys some solutions to that issue. So yeah. those are the things that I'm going to consider doing for my parents is setting them up with like a subscription service where they get fresh produce and, um, you know, meal ideas. Cause that's mm-hmm. my mom's issue. She doesn't know what to cook like meal ideas for them. So then they can, be set up right and that's also working out like i don't work out at all yeah that's what i was gonna say i was just gonna obviously it's easier for people who are close to their parents as far as living proximity but if you are near them not only encouraging them to work out but working out with them if you can say hey every saturday i'll be at your crib 10 a.m we go into the local track we're gonna do a couple laps we're gonna do a couple calisthenics because calisthenics the heck is that it's an old people term. You know, it's just you moving and grooving, whether it's doing some jumping jacks, doing some push-ups. Yeah, no. I could tell you don't go to the gym because you don't even know the word calisthenics. No, I don't go to the gym. I and know. Can you spell the word calisthenics? Why That's the question. No, no, no. Spell it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Spell it. I'm not about to spell. Because you can't spell I it. I can spell it. But spell why it. is everything a spelling bee for you? Spell why are it. you mad? No, I, don't touch your phone. It. I'm not touching my phone. Spell you, calisthenics. No, we're not about to do this. Why? Because it's unnecessary. No. I know what the word means. Well, don't, that's all don't, that matters. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, when you can spell it, yes. that's when you can try and check me about not knowing it. Okay? Ooh, I know you don't know how to spell this word. I can tell by the way you spell you don't know how to spell this word. But I know I used it properly. Boy, bye. If I was in a spelling bee, I would get it right. I would ask for the origin, the the Greek. Sim- I, would, I would ask the right questions, and I would spell it right. But today is not that day. Today is Easter Sunday. So all I'm saying is, in addition to doing for your family and encouraging them it it always is nice to take that extra step in actually doing something yeah 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 okay um anywho child so i just want y'all to notice how whenever i talk she likes to cut me off she likes to come at my words of wisdom but just know Uh they're hitting that's all they be hitting It's one of those days. All right, so what's next? What's next? Um, now, Coachella has just wrapped up. Today is, what, the last day of Coachella? So has it really wrapped up yet then? You okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you okay over there? <laughs> um, to my knowledge, it's wrapped. Okay. Um, I, I mean... If Beyonce's there, not there, there is no Coachella as far Fair as I'm view. concerned. Like, Beachella was the last Coachella for me. Okay. Um, I did not go, but thank God, because if I had to stand all the way in the back and see all the white faces up at the front, knowing nothing about what the fuck was going on, I would have been pissed, okay? Ain't nobody got time to be getting asthma and getting annoyed <laughs> because white folks is in the way. I'm trying to see something. So I was in the comfort of my own goddamn home watching in HD, Okay. 
think watching I said watching it. Yeah, you definitely It's okay. Did. It's all right because we spell, caught it. Can you spell watching it? Watch this. <laughs> okay. Um, Continue. So, boom. Yeah, you know, I, I'm so glad that I got to enjoy it in my own home because I- about this year or last year? Beachella. Got you. Um, yeah. So this year's. Let's talk about this year's Coach uh Coachella's. When I start thinking about Beachella, it's it's hard for me to like do it. Did we talk about homecoming? I, I was letting you go because I, I every time I jump in You was letting me go. Listen. No, oh no. If you See, look this at is my, the if you look at the agenda. If you look at the agenda and you look at the notes, look how far down homecoming is for what we was talking about. And did you and do you see anywhere on here where it says to mention us talking about dads yet? No. You're off schedule. You're what are you talking about yeah health scares homecoming i don't see that where is that look at what you sent no but i back up get get back you right under game of thrones Ooh, listen y'all are hearing the raw okay this is called (laughs) raw um, life um so homecoming i i feel like i've done a disservice to the beehive i apologize let's bring it back for a a second no i need you to stop talking (laughs) This is our time. Okay. okay. All right. Homecoming. Got you. If my country ass can do it, they can do it. That is a message from Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, mother of three, wife, boss. Beyonce, if you're listening to this, I love you. Okay. Um, and I love you for so many reasons, but I think the real reason, like the number one reason, is because you truly do inspire me. And I'm talking about real deal, make me want to get up out my seat and do something inspired. Not just feel a type of way, but you make me want to be better. And when I say be better, I mean B-E-Y better. You are that bitch i mean from the top to the goddamn bottom i'm talking about a woman who came into the game at the age of nine and is still doing her thing at the age of 37 okay has had three <laughs> children and is still knocking all these hoes out why are you holding swift, the mic so strong because listen <laughs> i need it for for to hold me up I wish I could see how strong her grip is on this mic. God damn. When I'm talking about Beyonce, like, I'm sweating now because look at the, wall. the wall is yellow. Okay, she's talking to me. Something's going on in here. That cord is yellow. All right, things are happening, you guys. Okay, wait, what? Okay, I'll slow down. Anyway, homecoming was everything, was everything, was everything that I needed to stir my goddamn pot, okay? I needed someone who I looked up to to stir my pot. And Beyonce does it every time. All the things that I'm chefing up, that I'm cooking up, all the things I'm thinking about doing, Beyonce has, in my opinion, really set the tone for how to move forward and get those things done. Beyonce, when she wants to do something, she sets that plan up and then she gets it done. She's a planner, a thinker, and a doer. And that is what I love about her. Do you know how long um, I'm sure this whole Netflix deal has been in the works? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, if you're not familiar with it, Beyonce uh, has apparently signed a 
three project deal with Netflix. It runs for about $60 million. And in that deal, she's supposed to be giving us two more films, which I mean, I'm surprised I'm still sitting in this room and not sitting in front of my laptop waiting because that's how I feel about it. Like I am in constant need of um, that, that juice that she's so just with honor she gives away to right. us she's taught us so much and in that film mm-hmm. she showed us that she is a human doing greatness right and when you do that you allow other people to feel like they can do what you're doing and that is why she's the shit because Beyonce does what we think we can't do, right? But in reality, she's a woman who has stayed consistent in her passion. She goes to rehearsal, honey. Rehearsal. She rehearses over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then she gets on the stage and she does it well. And and when I say well, y'all know that wasn't the right word. Beyonce does it in a way that makes you never forget. She makes an impression, mm-hmm. and that is why she is the best entertainer of our time. And more importantly, she is one of the most influential people of our time. And her influence race reigns supreme. It's necessary. It's black. It's pro-women. It's sexy. It's smart. It's bossy. And it's everything I want to be in the future and now. Mm-hmm. She is me. We are her. I love her. I know that was long-winded, <laughs> but I mean, how dare you? Okay. No, I mean, listen. Oh, I know man. that was that was that you, was big. Well, so I've watched it three or four times now. Um, one time we all watched it together at work. We had a whole homecoming moment at the at the job <laughs> with our other black colleagues, and we watched it on the big screen. Yeah, and it was necessary. I felt, I felt the same way I felt the first time I saw it, just in pure awe and it just oh man now you didn't go to an hbcu i definitely did not um and i think what that film did was put hbcus back in the light yes um and reminded black families how not only black families I mean, but that's all I'm worried about. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't care about who else looked at that and said, and my thing is, as far as white people trying to go to HBCUs, stop. <laughs> stop. This is not for you. Do you understand the history of why HBCUs were created? These mm-hmm. are historically black colleges and universities. And the reason why we have them is because we weren't allowed to go to schools with white people. Mm-hmm. So stop. <laughs> we weren't allowed to further our education. Stop. It's disrespectful. That is how I feel about that. So I don't care if it inspired a white person to go to HBCU. I think that's bullshit. Okay. I wasn't going that far. What was you All saying? All I was just saying was not only did HBC this... Homecoming kind of just put HBCUs back on the map, put them in the forefront for black people. I thought you were alluding to, but I just feel like it—it it may have just even introduced it to a whole new audience who maybe didn't even know they existed. Let me tell you, what good do we get out of introducing white folks to our shit? And no offense, because it's not like I don't like white people. I am talking about our culture and the unfortunate happenings when we share our greatness and then it gets stolen. I'm not trying to have our shit stole. And I know that that wasn't her intention. It wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. She knew that they would see it. 
Them folks at Netflix is white. She knew that they would see it, but it's not for them. It's for the little black girls, little black boys. 100%. And for the ones who are on their way to college and for them to consider, you know, furthering their education at an HBCU. That wasn't even her point. You know, she didn't say, I want y'all to go to HBCU, but she definitely made that a principal action in the way that she spoke about it and included all those students from the school and, and, and you know, mentioning the schools and using quotes from people who went to certain schools. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> no, it was a lot, right? And I, and I 100% hear what you're saying. And as much as it was all about black people for black people, I'm a hundred percent on board. On board, but I am in agreement. But what all I'm yeah, saying duh. is, the reality is we live in the society that we do live in. So exposing who we are and what we are about is important to a certain extent. Folks need to know who we are and where we come from. So for someone who has heard about an HBCU but has no relevance for them to see HBCUs displayed in a positive light, yes, I think of there course. is positivity Fair too. Enough. Yes, and that's cool. what I'm getting But let at. me tell you something. When we talking about the shit that black women and black men are doing, when we talking about the greatness mm-hmm. of our culture, it it gets on my nerves when we have to talk about how it affects white people or how, you know, I'm glad that they get to see. I, fuck all of that. I'm not thinking about them right now. I'm not thinking about them. I don't care. I feel you. Uh, Sure. In the greater scheme of things. Yes, we want them to understand. But people will live in their ignorance. And if Beyonce has to be the one to wake them up out of that, God bless it. Thank you, B, yet again, for doing the work. Uh, All right. And what what I will say is I did not go to HBCU, but I did pledge a historically black fraternity. And I did feel, you know, whatever, how much connection to homecoming because of that. And as much as it displayed the HBCU experience, I think the majority of it was also – you know, an ode to black fraternities and sororities. And um, hard work. Absolutely. And determination. Yes, but even... And not stopping. She even talked about four months vocal lessons and practice and four months the actual dance. Um, it just reminded me of the practice that came, went up to a step show. I competed in two step shows, and that was three, four months of work. You have school, you have jobs, you have relationships, but you're doing what you have to do to put on for that step show. And obviously Beyonce's at a whole different scale, so hard to even compare. But she talked about being a wife, being a mother. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. She humanized it, so mm-hmm. you can compare. Absolutely. And, you and know, I, right. I, I think I think the light in this is that so so often we focus on the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So we just focus on Beachella. Mm-hmm. What that film did was wake us up to all the prep work that went into Beachella mm-hmm. and the glory comes in that experience Beyonce was on stage for two hours mm-hmm. you just said she spent eight months mm-hmm. rehearsing with the music and with choreography there was so much work behind it and that is where you get your real life lessons from it is in your journey not in the moment where you're receiving your trophy Okay, Pastor. I'm just saying, look. It no, is that's still, and what I will say in, in true he versus she uh, fashion, yes, it was all about black people, uplifting black people, and black women, I feel like, were the most just in tune with it. But from a black male's perspective, Homecoming was definitely special, but I feel like it was special for different reasons. And like I mentioned, you know, for me, being a part of a black fraternity, seeing that reenacted and play out with her, with the. I don't know, the hoogie boogies or whatever they were called and having them in line and making them do different jokes, but also just seeing the sheer joy 
um, between my black brothers and sisters at the show, mouths wide open, seeing the camaraderie, like you mentioned, we watched it at work. Um, I, I will say I, you know, I got sat in the back with a couple of the, uh, some of my coworkers, the black men from the job, and it just touched us in a different way, not to take away from, you know, what it did, but it was just interesting to see how black women responded versus uh, black men in a different way. Are, are you going to say how you responded or? Like I said, I just felt like it was very good. It just didn't speak to me as strongly. You weren't paying attention. And that's the difference. I don't See, know, we're but too, that's, not, no, that's no. not fair. It touched us in different ways. It's not that how it's not fair. Not, I was, was in the room with attention? you. You were in the back. I, I, you were working my, on other work. That was work. my second time watching it. Though. I understand. I it the first full, time the first you watched time. it, you watched it in full, but you were getting ready for work. Right. See, the thing is, is that you have to be in tune for the message. Listen, you can't I'm just skim tune. over it. That's not, no. We, we could be in tune in two different ways. My point is, is that had you watched it mm-hmm. and you actually paid attention to it, I there's no attention. way you would be able to sit here across from me and say it was, quote unquote, good. Mm-hmm. And it didn't hit you in the same way. That film was not for women. That film was for every human to remind you that you are capable of doing what the fuck I'm doing, period. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to watch it again. You gots to watch it again. I think... From my perspective, I got that, but I also get it in different ways. Just as much as maybe Beyonce is the one that speaks to you to get you, to push you, to do what you need to do, I get that push in other ways, i.e. me going to church, i.e. maybe me even watching a basketball documentary. What are you talking we, about? We talk We're about, talking specifically about this content and what it did to it. We're talking about Homecoming. We're talking about Homecoming. and how by Beyonce. Exactly, and what Homecoming how it resonated with you. And I'm telling you how it resonated with me. And once again, you're diminishing res- how it how it resonated with me. And no, I'm telling you how stop. it resonated with me. This ain't the grapevine. And, and I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> we talking about the Beyonce film. I don't do the politically correct bullshit. We're not no talking about content. Correct. We're talking about Homecoming, the film by Beyonce. Shout out to the grapevine, by the way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, shout out to him. You just, Call you just me. went on a 10-minute spiel about how this made you feel and then i talk about how it made me feel and all of a sudden we're not talking about how we feel no my response to that was you did you were not tuned in period which you say i was tuned in because i watched it twice you didn't watch it at all okay you have not watched it that's just the fact and you don't speak for your male coworkers because i know a couple of them felt differently than the way you're feeling right now because i've had conversations with them so don't generalize men and women moving on so i mentioned all that specific conversation i mentioned uh that because (laughs) current coachella was whack as fuck i saw a clip of ariana grande performing with Nicki minaj and oh my god you know what? God bless both of them. But if Beyonce would have brought Nicki Minaj out and she would have done all that stuttering business, all that I can't hear nothing in my earphones as business, it would have been a problem. That would have ruined so the whole thing. Did I say it was Nikki's fault? I'm I said had you. she got on stage with Beyonce, it would have been a problem if she was doing all of that. And I'm now, her and Ariana Grande Nikki. had a sound issue, and so that's why their their performance sucked. Um, that, uh, along with the fact that they're just not great performers, point blank to the, okay? Um, so I, what, they mean what, well, but no. The if, answer is no. If Beyonce had sound issues, how do you think she would have figured a way out of it? Beyonce doesn't have sound issues. Okay. It just doesn't happen. Right. But this is a woman who rehearses. Mm-hmm. You remember that part of the film? 
Yeah. There we go. No, you don't. The hesitation tells me to, you don't. I just don't. told you about it. The eight, the four months, four months. You could have got that off Twitter. Your Twitter head. I'm talking about. <laughs> you swear I'm a Twitter head. You a Twitter head. Why you sound so defensive? You gotta make a joke out of everything. No, You're you know. I. What I do they call me? Hold the on. What do they well. call me? They call you an Instagram head. That's no, what they call they you. don't. They it's call the... me Keyonce. I've never heard anyone. I introduce myself that. as Keyonce first and foremost. Mm. Okay. Never heard, never heard of her. Listen. <laughs> never heard of her. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what's good. And if you're a real one, you paid attention and you were tuned in. And if you did, it hit you the way it was supposed to. Don't listen to what Marquise is talking about. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just talking. He's got his shirt off. <laughs> Pants are tight. He's hot. It's 81 <laughs> degrees in here. That's and wild. Yeah. So, look, I understand, but the answer is no. You have a couple beads of sweat on your forehead as well. I don't, though. You do. I don't, though. Your head is shining. (laughs) Because I'm shining. Thank (laughs) you very much. Negative. Anyway. It's more of a glare. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Is that it? No, no, no. I have a couple couple more things. It's time, honey. I don't care. (laughs) Well, I do want to touch upon Childish. I do want to touch upon Childish. How does that work? Childish did have a big week. It's time. Um... Childish did have a big week, and I did feed Guava Island, I believe it's called. And uh, it was a 50-minute um, Amazon Prime video. And I just thought it was it was dope. It was something different. I think it's important for creatives to come together, um, do something different. It was a great symbol of what hope is and kind of what it looks like to see hope die, in a sense. And um, it was just kind of dope to see Childish and Rihanna in a different light. Um, I recommend people to see that. Um, in addition, he had an Adidas collab this week. Um, so it's just dope to see what Childish has going on. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Till next time. Peace out. Holla.